Welcome back, listeners, to Above the Pitch. We're here to talk to you about the big topics of the Premier League. Not really the games that are going on, but the feeling of what's going on with five games left in the season. So I'm going to start off with Liverpool because it's been 29 years since they've won a major English trophy. 29. A very long time. And now this is their chance to do it. And uh, I just want to know what you're feeling. How do you think Liverpool are feeling? Huh, I think it's mixed emotions. Um, I feel the less game weeks there are, the less I really focus on anything but our game in Man City's. Uh, you know, obviously I do watch a few of the other games, but I'm just like so less interested. I'm very tunnel vision right now. Um, and I believe that's, you know, the approach that Liverpool is going to be taking. It's more of just focus on what you're doing. You have to win out. Stop looking at what Man City's doing. The only time you're going to look is just to, you know, give you more... Uh, of a kick to make sure that you're doing the right thing um but you know at the end of the day you have to stay focused and i've noticed over the past few games they've looked a little nervy um they still stayed confident at the end and you know they squeezed through their goals uh a prime example was spurs you know 1-1 89th minute uh, Robertson and Trent doing what they do best, and that's to feed the ball across the box, and Trent did that, and, you know, there was a lucky deflection off Alderweireld from Salah's header, but that's what really changed the game, and that got us three points, which was absolutely huge. Uh, I remember watching that, and I was like, if we just draw this right now, that's going to be two points that will lose us the league, literally. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. Uh, and then moving on to the week after that, you have Southampton, and again, Right at the last, you know, last breath, we do it again, and we get another goal. So, you know, it really shows that every goal matters, and when you're trying to be champions, sometimes it's got to be ugly, and we're actually pulling through, because that's usually not how we were playing in the past, so. Now, that was a big goal for Salah, Uh but I feel like with Naby Keita getting a goal, his first, Yeah. Do you feel like he will be the player that makes Liverpool get the title? Do you think now with this goal and him maybe turning into form, this will be the midfield player that your team needs in order to get those extra goals for the last five games of the season? Uh, That's a good question. I mean, I really don't think it comes down to one guy. Uh, I think this has to be effort throughout the whole team. Yes, Keita's scoring is big. Um, he's always, you know, he's been showing his uh, true form lately, and he's been playing better and better as we're going, and that's going to help us, but I don't think that's going to be a deciding factor at all. You know, you just need the output throughout the whole team, whether it's our wingbacks putting in the ball, whether it's Mane stepping up when Salah isn't, whether it's Firmino stepping up when Mane isn't, you know, it's just kind of a collective effort. Now, I mean, if he was like an attacking midfielder, like a Coutinho or Fakir, you know, somebody like that, or let's say Shakiri, but I, we'll get into that. I don't know why Shakiri's well, not Klopp playing. Well, I think Klopp bought him because he can score goals, because that's what he did for Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Lipsic. Bulls. Yeah, Lipsic. Well, he's he's more of like a holding type of midfielder. He's not necessarily your pure attacking maestro type of player. So that's, I guess, what, what I'm trying to say is that he's not the one that's going to produce all of these goals. Will he add to our attack? Will he add to the passing? Yeah, but, you know, it's not going to be... Because, uh, like, with Coutinho, when he had the ball, you knew he could make an entire moment by himself. Mm-hmm. Keita's not that kind of player. Yes. So, I'm going to tell you it will help us, but it won't be the only reason. 
Now, how do you feel about Klopp's uh, approach to the remaining games? He's a coach that doesn't have, like, this old mentality where you go game by game. He's telling his players literally every game you can win something. You're focused on the title. This is what you want, you know. Uh Uh-huh. You have the chance to win. Would you rather him say that to you as a player if you were a player, or would you just want to focus game by game? Do you think knowing that you can win would affect you in the game? Because Henderson honestly looks like a wreck out there sometimes because you can just read the emotion on his face. I think knowing that you can win is a big deal. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know what it's like to be a pro like that. But right, but say you are in, you are on his feet in those in those players' I, shoes. I think that's a told... good way to do it because if you just take it game by game, you may not push yourself to that next level. Like you have to know that even a tie isn't good enough. Like you have to know why you're playing. So, well, if you're focusing game by game, a win is what you want. You always want to win. Yeah, but if you also know that that pressure is added on that you if you this doesn't happen right now, it's toppled over for the rest of the games. You know what I mean? It gives you that added pressure. I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. Well, I kind of feel I don't think it adds any extra pressure if you go game by game or whether you know you're going to win. You should always go out there to win. I don't think – I think all players know if you want to win the title, you have to win games and you can't lose points. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, because back back in, you know, the, 19, uh, the 1980s and – end of the 1990 era, you know, early 1990s, Liverpool were winning the league, and they won game by game. That was their mentality. Right. So I don't know if you'd rather have... It depends on the player, obviously. I mean, you're never going to go on the pitch and try and lose, but sometimes you will go on the pitch and try and keep it, you know, simple and and possession, and if it's a tie, it's a tie, and that's okay, because at the end of the day, that's an extra point. And that's what I'm trying to bring up, that if you know it's going to be for the title, you're going to be like, it's winning or nothing. Whereas if you know there's a long season, you take it by game by game, you might be okay if it ties. I'm so saying last, you need that chip on your shoulder. Last 10 games. Last 10 yeah. games of the season. I, I, I'm fine with how it's going. You need okay. that chip on your shoulder. You need to keep pushing. Uh, you have to know a W is a W, and you got to keep it that way. How do you feel about the fans going quiet when the team's been down 1-0 during the games? <sighs> well, I think, number one, that's not good. But number two, I think it's coming more you feel from like, nerves. Do you feel like it affects the players even more? Uh, I don't think it's in a, it's ever going to be a positive thing. I think it will help them if they're louder. Um, but I think it's just that, you know, you see them for 29 years and you know they haven't won it. And it's not like you, you know, a lot of those fans don't, well, I wouldn't say a lot of those fans. But there's a decent amount of fans that don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like. And... You can't really tap into that old feeling. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say your team won a few years ago. You can tap into that feeling and be like, listen, I still trust them. Like, I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. They've done this before. But if you haven't seen them for 29 years, there's a lot of fans there that are just like, ooh, you know, I'm worried. Uh, we're not going to do this, you know? I'm not saying that's the correct mentality, but right. I think that's what it's coming from. Now, there's been – there's a lot of Liverpool pundits out there. You know, whether they've won or whether they haven't, there's a lot of them out there. And all of them seem to think – Man City are on the driving seat. Right. I think they're just as scared as the fans. When they, when they really, I don't think they should be. I think they have the easier schedule, the easier team to verse in the Champions League. Who? Liverpool. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Why, are they, why don't they think their team can win? Why are they not chanting every day that they can win the league? 
Why do they still say Man City is going to win just because they have a better squad? I think because people go by form. You when know, Liverpool are winning every game. No, I understand. I'm saying... Uh, Regardless of how they do it. I'm saying as in, you know, if you could look at a franchise within the last, you know, since the Premier League has been made, yeah. you'd have more trust in Man City for what their success has been, especially of recent, and their depth in the team. And, you know, when Man City shows up to a game, uh, and I'm not talking about Liverpool this year for now. Um, this is just kind of, a, I guess, a collective thought now, right? So when Man City in the past few years go up to a game, you're like, Man City's going to win. You don't really have a doubt. And nine times out of ten, that happens. Take away this year, looking at Liverpool play, you're not always sure what's going to happen. You kind of walk in there, you be positive, but it may go one way, it may go the other. It depends how hard they play. It depends who comes through. Uh, so it's not as consistent. Now, this year it's been more consistent, but I think that mentality is carried over. And obviously, if you're a defending champ and you have Pep Guardiola, you're going to have the hype. You're going to have the media behind you. So they may even just paint the picture that way. It doesn't mean that's how people necessarily feel. I would say five games left where we're sitting, Man City's feeling nervous. I don't think they feel nervous. I do. I, I see them go into those games and they just glide. You know what it is, too? I'm waiting for them to have their two big games. We're going to see what they really feel like. I mean, showing up to, like, uh, full Man United and Chelsea? Yeah. Like, showing up to, like... No, no. Man United and uh, Spurs. Oh, and Spurs. Yeah. So, you know, showing up to, like, a Fulham game or, you know, Wolves, Huddersfield. For Man City, who cares? Yeah. You're not going to be nervous. Right. You have the team. But it's going to start to show when you have to actually earn those three points against teams like Man United and Spurs. So... That's when it's going to show the true colors. And you know what? There's only six games left for them. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. I think you guys are going to take it this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope really, so. I really don't see why. It's going why to It's going to be hard. I hope so, though. And again, you know, the reason why I'm downing it as well is the kind of the example I gave. You know, watching Liverpool year in, year out, I've seen it lost even when it seems like it's there. So not just the title, just in general. You know, like a good run of form. So... It's nerve-wracking. You know what ends good runs of form? If you say Jared Slip, I'm going to be off this podcast. Slipping really <laughs> makes you lose your balance. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing that Baba doesn't play anymore. So, <laughs> so, anyways, any other questions about Liverpool? Uh, no, I'm pretty much done talking about All them. Right, that's good. I don't like yeah. talking about them. Yeah, I know you don't. So, let's flip the script. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of Man City. So... You know, you're talking about how you're pretty confident this in Man City. This is great. I'm talking about my two most hated teams. <laughs> this is the best season of your life. <laughs> That's all right. United's not in six. So, um, you know, let's talk about City real quick. So how do you feel about them? Do you feel, you know, even though City has the harder schedule compared to Liverpool, they do have that depth. Can they hold up? Well, they do have the depth. The depth. And... Um, you know, you think they would be able to, like, like I said before, they just, they just glide past teams. Like they play so well. One of the, one of the best Premier League teams probably ever. Um, I don't think they can come out on top of the league this year, even with the depth they have. Uh, Mares is inconsistent. He doesn't play every game. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who knows if one day he has a bad game. David Silva is in and out of the team. Their their knight in shining armor is Bernardo Silva. If I think if he's in form, 
he can make something happen each game, and if Aguero doesn't get injured, then I'll give them a higher chance of, you know, having that possibility. But with those games coming up, I don't see it. What is worrying you? The quality of the teams? The timing? What? What? Just is... all those tough games and all those those tough moments that they have to deal with. I don't think they're a team that really gets nervous. I don't. I don't think so either. I think that it's just going to be too much for them to handle. You think it's just going to be too many games in a short period of time? Too much quality games in a period of time. I mean, from a Premier League perspective, they only really have two big ones. I know, but still. I mean, look, I predicted that the Spurs run is going to be rough. I said that two out of the three, they're going to lose. They're going to lose one Champions League and the Prem, the Prem uh, game. I don't think they lose the Prem, so we're, we're vice versa on that one. But, you know, if what I say stands, that's going to be that run that really kills them. So they have to get through that first, and they and if they lose, they can't let a game negatively affect them. Yeah, because what is it? They they play Spurs three times in twelve days or something like that. Yeah, and you also sprinkle in a Crystal Palace game in the middle, right? And Crystal Palace, you know, devastated them last time they played. And keep in mind, they're going to play Crystal Palace right after their Champions League game, which means that they most likely will sit some of the people that play the Champions League game. Right, it's a big deal. It is because Jesus is not a player to carry that team. And Aguero, I don't think, can play all those games. And Aguero is the one who's going to win him. Yeah. Him and Bernardo Silva together, just a great combo. They're very good, yeah. Great Fair. combo. Fair. Um, so let's entertain the fact that if they don't win the league, what do you feel that means for Man City? What happens to Guardiola? What happens to transfers? Does the team stay the same? Uh, we know Guardiola is already looking for a left back. He's going to need a replacement for Fernandinho. He loves John Stone, so I don't know if we'll look for another center back. Um, what can he replace on that team? Mara sits on the bench. Sterling has, you know, found a form that is unbelievable. He needs maybe in a new striker. I mean, Aguero has a year left on his contract, maybe two, but he signed uh, Pep Guardiola signed a new deal with Man City, extending it another year. So he's not going anywhere. Why are you going to get rid of him? This is the first time he has. Built the team with his own methodology. The team now, forever, will want to play this way. Like Man United play attack, 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 a wings, you know, going down the wings. That's how they play. This, from now on, will be how City plays. The Pep way. That's why they brought him in, so that Manchester City could have a foundation of play, that they can have their own philosophy. And that's kind of scary. Do so, I do I do I think this is the peak that they'll be at? Yes, I'll never think they'll be this good again. I don't either. Do you think Pep's going to stay? Yes, of course. He's not going anywhere. Maybe for two or three more years. Okay. So and by then he'll probably be tired of. Work. He'll probably leave when Aguero has to leave. I don't think he'll take the risk of finding a new striker and going at it again. I mean, replacing Aguero will be difficult. Yeah, you can't. He's insane. Yeah. I wish I had him on my team. I think everybody feels that way. Yeah, we don't really have the best strikers. I have Lukaku. Lukaku. And you have uh, Dentures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got the bright lights from his teeth. Uh-huh. Good old Bobby Firmino. 
We don't have a cane. We don't got an Aguero. I mean, I guess I have Rashford. He's going to be great, man. He's going to be great. He's going to be great. That's what I tell myself every night before I go to bed. <laughs> Rashford's going to be great. Not as great as Huddersfield and Fulham, though. Oh, those Ooh. are some quality Premier League teams, We're huh? moving on. Let's do it. I don't want to talk about Man City anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about I'm Liverpool it anymore. So Fulham and Huddersfield were the first two teams to get relegated. And I think they were on my bottom three. They were on... Yeah, both of our the bottom same, three, right? We no, the same I bottom, te- bottom you three, but you South flipped Ca- them around. Is that is that what we did? Yeah, you just we both have Cardiff too, right? Uh huh. I feel bad for Cardiff. The offside goal loss twice, mm-hmm. and then they had another call taken away from them or something like that. They lost nine points off referee quick decisions. Poor little Cardiff. But uh, all right, Fulham and Huddersfield, they both have played thirty three games. Now let me put it this way, Fulham. Yeah. They lost their last nine games yeah. in the Premier League. They have nine. They have seventeen points and a negative forty six goal differential. H- Huddersfield have a negative forty four goal differential with only fourteen points. They played thirty three games each. Yeah. So they lost their last nine and out of the last fifteen, they won one. Who was that against? That was against Brighton. Well, you get what you get. But uh Who would have thought their run of form was that bad? Huddersfield deserve to be relegated. They were they were horrible. Yeah, they did not play well. They were really bad. They were there just to get the money and then fall back down. Yeah. Now Fulham, I kind of feel like they messed up transfer wise. They bought like twelve players. They changed the complete foundation of the team, the heart of the team that got them to the premiership. And by the end of it, three managers later, they were kind of figuring it out, but they still forgot to buy center backs. Yeah, I Without mean... Without a defense, you can't win anything. They just kept on buying attacking players that might be able to do something, but... I mean, Fulham, Fulham looked good on paper. They looked good on paper. They had some good players there. But they had no defense. Yeah. I mean, even Plus, with the defenders, you know, they seemed like they were to hold some chance. Because some of the small teams don't have any real good defenders as it is. So, um, you know, where they have uh, Chambers, right? Yeah, but he was injured for for part of the season. And yeah. they had Fosu Mensa. And the guy Lermershand. Yeah, then they he had this, be good. this guy named, I think, Reem or something like that. But he was terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, look, they're not like quality. Their, their but, defense was absolutely atrocious. And their, mean, their goalie, Sergio Rico, was probably one of the worst goalies I've ever seen. I think he just had moments. Like, he had some moments where he made a really great I save, really and then don't... he had some moments where I was just like... He had a terrible bad. season. Like, he played for... Who did he play for? Sevilla or something like that? He was on loan? He came he from was, La Liga, I know Yeah, that. I think it was from Sevilla. He was absolutely atrocious. He's probably from Deportivo or something like that. He was really bad as a goalie. And that cost him. But I mean, I think more than just him. I, I mean, but. yeah. I mean, they didn't like, like they lost the heart of the team. You know, uh, what is this? Tim Kearney. That's the name. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the focal points for Fulham last year. Tom and, Kearney. Yeah. Tom, Tom Kearney. Kearney. Yeah. And they lost him, and you know that didn't help. You know, they literally had no foundation. They bought all attacking players. You I know? mean, and keep in mind also they have Fosu Mensa. Right. I said that. Was yeah. Supposed to be good. You know. You, so that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, they had they looked. Decently good on paper. 
I mean, look at Burnley. It's not like you're going to look at their defense and tell me that they have quality defenders, but they make it work. Burnley are known for their defense, though. They're known for being a tight bunch in the back. Well, it's also, you know, you have to think about it that Burnley has been in the Premier League for longer than them. Yeah. So that's, well, that's, why, the that's why they're, like, known for being good. Well, Fulham know? was in the Premier League for a very long time. I'm saying of recent. Of recent. I mean, Burnley I think... has been in good form. Yeah. I mean, the past two seasons. I mean, this year they were kind of shaky. Yeah. But last year they were very good. Last yeah. year they were very good. They're still not it's, doing that bad. Uh, way worse than last year, but yeah. they're figuring it out by the end of the season. Yeah, so they have work to do. I mean, you know, it's tough for the small teams to keep up, especially now with the skew and, you know, transfer sums and things like that. Fulham bought 12 players. I mean, yeah, 12 players. No, I'm just saying as far as they get paid a lot of staying money. in the top 10 of the table is very oh, difficult. Yeah. Keeping up with the bottom 10 is easier for them because yeah. I feel like the money's similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You yeah, know, definitely. Because they all still make a lot of transfers. It's just there's a big jump. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the top six, right? Oh, you, those are, you look those at the top are six and then look, look at sixth place and seventh, right? Yeah. The point difference is by a lot. Yeah. And there's a reason for it. Yep. I mean, if you look at how much money the top six spend compared to the teams right under, like Wolves and Leicester and West Ham, I mean, you know, they do their fair share of spending, but it's nowhere near that. So how are you going to keep up? And when they do get good, they get picked off, just like every other league. That's so, true. For instance, Leicester, Mahrez, out. Yeah. Ever- Conte, out. Everton has bought a lot of players more than Arsenal, though, but Everton's just trying to figure themselves out. Yeah. Uh, well, just... I think Everton is a very big lockdown. Um, very big lockdown. Well, right now, they are they have three clean sheets in a row. So maybe Marco Silva's figuring it out. And they did just beat Arsenal. Well, you know. And Chelsea. Fair. Let's give them time. And Chelsea, right? Uh, I don't know. Did, that. Or did they lose no, to Chelsea? No, I know they. I yes, think they, they beat, beat Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. They beat Richarlison scored in the end. Yes, yeah. so they just beat Chelsea and Arsenal, and then on a three-game clean sheet. So, well, look, that's good. Uh, you know, in recent form, yeah, I agree with They're you. They're not placed. They're doing good. Yep. But you know, if you just looked at them on paper from the beginning of the season, they should be doing better. They should maybe? be doing a lot better. I mean, seventh place is Leicester. They should be keeping up with Leicester, and then. Eighth place is Wolves. And I don't think they're far apart in points, to be honest. I think that's maybe by f- five points, all three of them together. I can tell you right now. Yeah, I mean, th- no, it's only um, Everton are one point behind, but they're, a game, they're a game ahead. Okay. So, you know, they would that's... technically be about two games behind if they win, if the top it's, teams win. It's very close all around the league It is table. close. I guess... I just have better expectation for Everton. Yeah. Because when you look at the, the players on that team... They should be a team a lot more in the Europa skilled. League. They're, they're, they're players that would boost the other teams. You know, yeah. you got guys like Andre Gomez. Uh, Richarlison's playing great. Sigurdsson, I think, is maybe the most underrated player in the Premier League. Yes, everybody knows that he's good, but yeah. I think he's just like another he's a, level yeah. that people aren't understanding. I agree. He's very creative. Um, you got people like Lucas Digne. I mean, he's fantastic young Frenchman. Uh, left back, you know, a lot, a lot of good talent on that team, yet they're just finding their footing. Do I feel that Marco Silva gets another year, gets yeah. another one or two people I in? Think so. We could see a lot more devastating Everton, but, you know, this whole season, it's been kind of up and down for them. I mean, Wolves and Leicester can also buy, and it's going to be really close next season. 
Well, Wolves is just going to be the whole entire Portuguese national yeah, team. Yeah, I hope they get Delson Martins. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or how about Andre Gomez go to them? That's what I was thinking. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, he'd be great. They could fill out another I mean, season. they're really sticking with the whole Portuguese aspect, so I, these aren't really far-fetched. They're trying to bend Liga Nos to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Liga Nos is represented yeah. by one team. They're, and they're doing fantastic, even though they just lost. You know, they beat Man United, and but they, before that, they lost to Burnley 2-0. So. That's what I mean, yeah. They also lost. Well, you to, expect that. Yeah, they also lost to Watford in the FA Cup. That was an exciting game, but mm-hmm. uh, so Watford will be versing Man City in the FA Cup as well. Right. Something to look forward to. Maybe Watford can pull a stunner. You know. See, and this is my thing. Like for instance, like Everton, they lost to Newcastle three two, and then they just come out and beat Chelsea and Arsenal like it was nothing. So Newcastle have something to fight for. You know, those teams push a little harder. I know. I know. And uh, Arsenal terrible away. And Chelsea are, you know, Chelsea. But Newcastle's not a team that's going to turn around and beat both those teams. Right, exactly. Beat Arsenal and Everton. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you know, it's tough for the bottom two. Fulham and Huddersfield are officially going to be demoted. Going back down one league. See you soon, Cardiff. But Yeah, Cardiff is going to join them really, really soon. Yeah, I think Southampton make it out. They will. Mm-hmm. They will. Uh, it's going to be close, but they will. And... You know, I actually didn't think about what the next three teams we could see coming in here. Reading? Is it Reading? Uh, maybe Sheffield Wednesday? I'll tell you right now. I'm going to look it up. Leeds? Oh, so check this out. So first place by 84 points is Norwich. So Norwich is going to come back. Uh, Leeds is in second. And Sheffield's in third. Oh, Sheffield United, sorry. And the close fourth is West Brom. Wow. Um, it's West Brom, then Bristol, then Aston Villa, then Middlesbrough. How close are they in points? So Norwich is 84, Leeds 79, so that's pretty close. Sheffield 77. Okay. So I would say Norwich is definitely taking it. They're right. going to go through. Um, West Brom drops seven points lower than that, 70. Bristol 65, Aston 63. So, would be really cool to see Sheffield, right? And yeah, Leeds. It is. Leeds had a decent history. It's pretty crazy, though. The playoff game for that to go up uh-huh. will not have VAR. Really? Yeah. But if you win, you get like $100 million. And, you is know. Is that much? Yeah, it's it's actually a very big sum. So, it's it's a big thing to get into the Premier League. Wow! So they changes really, the whole team. yeah, they really changed the whole team. I didn't know but that. But the fact that they don't put VAR on such a big match, why well, is it? Why is it not important? Why is no? Agreed. I mean, I think it's still trying to be across the board respected right now. So they're working on it. Um, I'm sure next year they're going to have it. I hope. Yeah. Because right I mean, now they, all these different tournaments are now using it. So right now only certain Premier League stadiums could use it. So because they have to, have you have to system. set it up and yeah. stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's also probably why maybe they can't afford it in those stadiums, anywho. But isn't the game like at Wembley or something like that? Oh yeah, maybe I would feel like it would I be think somewhere there. Everything's at Wembley. Yeah, even Tottenham. Well, not anymore, but they might as well go there. So they know they know <laughs> they can at least smell the trophy from inside a cabinet. Oh hall, gosh, you know? <laughs> even though it's not theirs. Exactly. <laughs> just to, just to know what they look like. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Yeah, but let's uh let's go to where uh. The teams where that are most inconsistent are the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place. 
Three through six. Yeah. So we got Chelsea, 33 games played, 66 points. Tottenham, 32 games played, 64 points. Arsenal, 32 games played, 63 points. And Man United, 32 games played, 61 points. Right. And every week, you think someone's, you think another team's going to be third place, another team's going to be fourth place, and they wind up fluffing it. Man United losing to Wolves. Huge. Uh, Chelsea losing to Everton. Arsenal losing to Everton. So, what's Man U's excuse? What happened? Them versus Wolves. What happened? So, on that game, we had like four solid chances to score from the six-yard box. Uh-huh. We didn't. Just forgot how? Lukaku headed it oh, directly yeah, he, right he at... Oh, he doesn't remember. <laughs> he headed it right at uh, Sergio... Uh, I can't, uh, Rui Patricio, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just hit him. He was like from six yards out. Just hit him. Lingard had the freest header of them all, and he didn't hit into the ground. He kind of just floated over to the left side. So great save by Rui Patricio. But it was good if, enough contact. No, it was great contact. He just had to hit it down to the ground. He made it easy. He made it in uh, jump flight for the goalie. Oh, okay. Um, there was another chance by Pogba to score. Another chance for McTominay to score. He had scored the f- the first goal to make it one zero. But our team just was rushing. They were rushing to make passes. So we gave the ball away a lot. And eventually that led to a Lashley Young second yellow card for a red card. Uh, when the game started, I was I was thinking to myself, this is a game where we're going to get a red card and lose. And that's exactly what happened. I, I, th- I said, it's either going to be Luke Shaw or it's going to be Ashley Young. And they both ended up getting yellows. And Ashley Young got a, uh, two yellows in, I think, a span of like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. So, But he, it like... He made a lunge tackle. His foot landed on top of the ball, so he carried over, studs up, and hit uh, Yota. So he didn't obviously mean it. His leg just landed on the ball when he was making the slide tackle with with impact to hit him in the leg. So it was a terrible back pass by McTominay. Uh, giveaway ball by McTominay. You know, what? what is what is Ashley Young going to do? You know, he has to lunge, take the yellow card. Yeah. Gets the red. And, you so, know, Small and Chris Jones were, uh, Phil Jones were terrible in the back. Absolutely terrible. Like, it was disgusting. Like, we deserve to lose that game. That's what they look like usually. Yeah, yeah it was. Phil Jones had another picture of him up with one of his ugly faces. <laughs> it's up there. It's one of the ugliest I ones ever. I hope that's his wallpaper on They even phone. have, like, a slow-mo picture of his face just moving. And it, like, it's it's pretty funny seeing it, how awesome. ugly it is in slow-mo. And then <laughs> his face also gets hit by the ball at a moment during a slow-motion video. It's pretty entertaining. I like it. Yeah. So, given that result... Yeah. Given what's been going on, Everton dominating two out of those four teams, um, Chelsea being the most up and down roller coaster of this year. Hazard on fire. Man U going all the way up and now, whoop, what's going on, hiccup or not? Well, they appoint him so, as manager and their form dips. So, my question is where are these going to where are they going to end up now? I still think fourth. Man U fourth? I think fourth, and I think Tottenham third. Hmm. I'm still sticking with that. Sticking with it till the end. Okay. Tottenham third. I mean, Tottenham have a game in hands, and if they win that, they'll be in third. Arsenal and Chelsea don't cut it. Hazard played great over the weekend because Real Madrid scouts were in the the stands. He had produced one of the the most brilliant games he ever has over the weekend. Real Madrid scouts were in the stands. That's why. That's, That's why. why. 
Oh, and uh, sorry, figured out he has to put Loftus Cheek in or Hudson Odoi for them to score. Oh, and Olivia Giroux. Oh, so, well, what we've been saying this entire he time. He actually uses yeah, the players. Yeah, he actually yes. uses the That's players weird. now. Weird concept. Oh, you mean when you sub in Barkley, he actually gets a goal? Ah, Odd. He's figuring it out. He's figuring it out. That's good. I mean, all the team like Chelsea is coming into form at the end of the season. You know, you don't really expect it. So this is worrying now. Now they have to worry about Chelsea. You know, now they're third place. Tottenham are kind of slipping in form. You know, Arsenal. They have mostly away games left. They have zero clean sheets away from home. Zero. Mm-hmm. That's less than Ispich Town. They have one. <laughs> and when you're not doing as good as Ispich Town, and just think of, and just think about that. That's that's fifth place at the moment, having no clean sheets away from home. Wild. I mean, these teams are just so inconsistent. And, you know, the worrying thing is maybe if Man United don't get fourth place, you lose De Gea. You lose Pogba. Because you don't get Champions League. Chelsea already know they're losing Hazard. Sorry kind of feels that way already. Tottenham, what are they losing? Nothing. They're just Tottenham. No, Hazard's going to pull a Kepa. They're going to tell him, listen, you got transfer Real Madrid. He's going to say, no, I'm not moving. Arsenal are doing way better than expected, but they, knowing how they can't play away from home is... It's kind of worrisome for That's themselves. That's upsetting. Like, I mean, <laughs> they lose even their Europa games away from home. They need they need poor Aaron Ramsey to kind of bail them out lately. Yeah, and he's leaving. See you later. And Ozil just threw his jacket, apparently, after being uh, subbed off against uh, Everton. Like, he threw it like it was like a, just been an Olympic toss. He's been declining. He really has been. He's going to find it. Nah, I think also just I, needs to move on, man. Where's he going to go? The MLS? Just too much money. Whoever he wants. He's going to sit. He's going to sit on the money if he doesn't get played. He wants yeah. to play. He wants to be a part of that. But... He just needs a different structure. I really can't even tell you how this... this The end of the season is going to be. This is wild. Yeah. It's a wild end of the season. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to tell you... I'm going to take my guess right now. I'm going to say it's Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Man United. Uh, and Pretty then I'll bold. say And then I'll say Arsenal, Chelsea. For fifth and sixth. Fair enough. Chelsea winning the Europa League. Really? Yep. High expectation. What about you? For the top six? Top six. And who do you think is going to win the Europa League? I would tell you that it will be Liverpool. Well, at least this is what I'm hoping. Right. Uh, I said Liverpool too. I'd say Liverpool, then City. I'd also put Tottenham at third. I think they will edge through, especially since I'm telling you that I feel they could beat Man City. Um, I think Chelsea will keep their form just good enough and stay in f- and going fourth, and then Man United in fifth, and then Arsenal. I think that's how it will turn out. Who wins Europa League? Ooh, that's a little harder of a question there. Arsenal's versus Napoli. Let me uh, re-educate myself and what we got left here. So, what are we in the uh, quarters? We're in the quarters. Hmm. I would say the winner of Arsenal Napoli wins the whole thing. Okay, that's what I think. Um, you know they're going to go up against the Spanish team, either Villarreal or uh, Valencia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other side of the bracket is too easy. Uh, Frankfurt doesn't play that well. Benfica is not going to hold up against them. And what is Chelsea playing? Prague. So, you know, hmm, that's a hard one. As far as choosing between Arsenal and Napoli. You know what? 
I'm gonna go for it. Napoli winning Europa. Not gonna think you don't think Chelsea does it? No. I think Napoli is really strong. I think everyone's underseeing them. I mean, I watched they them play bl- against They blew Liverpool. it in the Champions really League. Good. They should have went through. They blew it in the Champions League. They're really good, man. So They gave you guys a Napoli. big favor. Oh, Olympiacos. Oh, wait. No. My bad. Sorry, George. <laughs> That's one of our fans, George. He loves Olympiacos. And he so al- do I. He also but... loves above the pitch, just like you guys. That's right. And he also thinks that everyone's going to go to Olympiacos, including Messi and Ronaldo. <laughs> That's all right, dreams. though. We love Olympiacos. And Only George. dreams. So, I think that's good for our recap. Uh, we gave you guys our opinions on where everybody stands, what's their, what's left in the Premier League, and you know a little bit of Europa as well. Uh, we're going to bring you Champions League tomorrow. Uh, we've finished watching the games today. Uh, well, the One first half phase. Yeah, half of them. we got to watch Man United beat Barcelona tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, say, if yeah. you watch a reverse, I guess. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, who's that? Uh, Man U Barcelona tomorrow, and who's the other team? Real Madrid Juventus. Uh, no, no, no. Ajax Juventus. Oh, yeah. Ajax Remember Juventus. Real Madrid lost? Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it's man. It's just so unused to them. I, know. Being, I, I really didn't mean to do that on purpose. I just completely forgot. Yeah, neither did Real Madrid. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, This was Above the Pitch, and we're going to talk to you guys again tomorrow.